everybody. Welcome back for another week of Mega Sheen, your place for all geeky, gay, and queer stuff that we talk about from our perspective, which is a Black queer perspective. I am Victor. And I am Nick. Oof. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a month. It's been a year. Yes. Especially this weekend. My goodness. Too much is happening already. Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Um, and we are not alone this uh, episode. We are joined by a very special guest. He's a contributing writer for Geeks of Color, a pop culture enthusiast and lover of all things nerdy. Please welcome to the show, Hood Opulence. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so let's catch up. Uh, Victor, what have you been going? What's been up? <laughs> well, it is hot over here in California. Um, air conditioning been on blast. Um, but trying to be mindful that you gotta pay for that. So, uh, <laughs> so just kind of, you know, just hanging in there. Um, in my real life, uh, job wise, um, just finished a huge, huge orientation and welcome week for students via Zoom. So that's been fun looking at Zoom for like hours. Um, but you know, gotta make that money. So that right. part's done. Um, and been writing a little bit, um, trying to stay on top of that to get stuff done. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, I finally got my hair retwisted after nine months of not being retwisted. So I had a, I basically was looking like Michonne with that wig. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so I went got my hair done Friday, which was nice. And you know, as a typical black place that you go to, you, even though your appointment is at 1.30. Right. You didn't get to leave until six. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was fine, because you know, it was all catching up um, with my friend who does my hair and also all the things that's going on around um, his place. So it was nice, it was nice. So I can't really complain a little, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about what we heard over the weekend, but you know, right. good, how about yourself, Nick? Let's see. <laughs> um, I've not been doing shit. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I haven't been doing anything. I've been sitting on the couch, drinking, getting high, playing video games, feeling this existential sense of dread. Um, That's really it. Um, it's just all my days are running together. I, I don't know what, what else I can do. I mean, it's not like I'm not trying. It's just the state of the world right now is uh, less than stellar. Um, Yeah, my, my mental health has been taking a severe hit. Um, so much so, I deleted Twitter. 
I took all of my social media, put it on do not disturb or like appears offline. Um, it's been so bad that I've wanted to walk away from the podcast. It's been that bad. Um, thank God that my therapist is having uh, sessions. I'll keep on having sessions with him. And I have a session with him next week. Uh, and thank God he's not charging me because he knows my, <laughs> my financial situation. Um, but, you know, it's rather than trying to give in to all of the negativity and the darkness and whatever, it's just one day at a time. So, I mean, that's, that's all I can do. Truly. Yeah, that's that's me. Hood, what about you? What's how you been? What's been going on? Uh, I mean, um, you know, I've been working. Um, blessed to still have my job. Um, but it's been busy. Um, you know, my days also been running together. Um, I'm like on Zoom calls all the time. I'm sick of Zoom. Like, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, abolish Zoom because I I, I can't. Um, but I, I like that you, you know, was transparent with, you know, going to see your therapist and, you know, your feelings because I haven't been, I haven't been um, feeling it as much until like recently, like even just yesterday. Um, more so on the, I've been very homesick lately. Um, just for a little bit of background, I moved to New York uh, in February, and then a month later, you know, COVID happened. Everything kind of like switched to, you know, stay stay in your crib. Everything's remote, so you know, it just haven't I haven't been able to go home as much. Haven't been able to see my friends that live in like other cities as much. So that definitely hit me kind of hard last night. Um, but I've been I just started to go see a therapist also, um, and so she's been she's been pretty cool so far. So. Um, yeah, I, I think if, if, you know, especially for Black people, uh, especially for Black queer people, if you can, definitely go, you know, see, see a therapist, um, get those feelings out because, you know, when you're like, you're stuck in your, in your crib, it's, you're just left with your own thoughts and that can, that can definitely mm-hmm. sp- um, spiral, so. All those things that you put off are now just sitting here waiting looking at you is like so what's up girl uh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah um definitely if you have the means go see a therapist and if you don't take long walks and talk to yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because i do that too and i even though I, I see a therapist i talk to myself all the time and yeah. <laughs> I talk to these cats a lot and they look at me like I'm stupid. I'm like, nigga, if you don't shut the hell up, <laughs> get me down my food and get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like a cat usually does. Um, so let's get into Aunt Maid's Tea because we have a whole lot to get through. Um, where should we start? Should we go from the best to just the downright tragic or where should we go from? Uh, let's go from <laughs> the best. All of it is kind of tragic, but that's just all 
Right. <laughs> go, from, go from the top and then get down to all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> so uh, DC had their uh, fandom event uh, this past uh, two weeks ago, I think it was. And a whole lot of stuff was announced, trailer, movie trailers, video game trailers. Um, let's start with Wonder Woman. Um, still looks intriguing. I still don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I'm still wondering why Steve Trevor is there. I'm like, didn't you die last movie? I'm like, why are you, another white man in the way? Uh, Cheetah looks like she got the um, that cat's work done. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that I saw her like okay. in her full cheetah. But I'm like, oh, they could have did a little bit better. It, it could have been. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm mad because you brought up cats because I thought about that because I I saw the doll uh, in Target and I was like, I'm not buying. But because uh, normally I buy the little, you know, the dolls or the toy, whatever. I saw the cheetah one. I was like, no, unless there's all, Mattel does two types. They do like that real pretty type, you know, that mm. costs like $80. And then they do that raggedy type that costs 19 So I was like, <laughs> I'm not buying the raggedy one at all. They're not doing, they're not doing the special one. But um, yeah, I saw that. But the trailer... I think I kind of have an idea what's going on because the two characters have been prominent in the comics in the past. Um, the, I forgot the villains. I can't say his name, but uh, Bellinos, that's I'm just making up his last name. Um, now, he's been in it before. Now, he's actually been Cheetah. He was the first male Cheetah. Don't know if they're going to go in that. They might. They haven't showed us, but you never know. Um, Barbara, Cheetah has been through a lot in, um, and has been three Cheetahs. Over the, over the years. So mm -hmm. it's been interesting to right. see how they will do Barbara and why she is, um, you know, why she takes on this role or what have you. Steve, Steve is interesting too, because I, if, if you read the comic from back before the crisis, um, Steve was brought back um, due to Aphrodite brought him back, but it was another Steve. It was Steve from another dimension versus the Steve that she was used to. So that mm. could be why we have this Steve. But, you know, it still looks pretty good. I'm very intrigued. I'm ready to see that fight between both of them. Um, I noticed she did that that storm spin when she was going after that. <laughs> but um, I did like how Diana was using that lasso to block the bullets or whatever she was doing. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All of this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to still be right there ready for it. Um, it looks really good. Um, that CGI, I, I'm, I'm just hoping they clean that up because I didn't like that cheetah CGI look when they was doing it really fast. It looked messy. It looked a little it did, messy. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, mm, okay. But you know what? I'm going to look past that because not everybody is Marvel. So I'm going to look past that. Got to go from there. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so I mean, I, I think overall I'm I'm excited for it because Wonder Woman is one of my favorite one of my favorite DC characters. Um, the first one I thought was amazing. Um, you know, Cheetah. Let me first say I love Kristen Wiig. You know, I love her, and this is so new for her. Like, 
you know, um, you know, further comes from like bridesmaids and comedy to doing this. Um, you know, I, I have high hopes for her. Um, but yeah, the CGI for the cheetah, like when she did the transformation, it was a little like, you know, like Nick, Nick, Nick was saying, um, definitely giving cats a little bit. Uh, I didn't really like the <laughs> the cheetah girl outfit that she was wearing before like, they show her <laughs> they showed her in, in a little museum or whatever it was at. I was like, okay, um, you know. I mean oh, like, Forever Twenty One. Right. You know, like, like I get I get that she's cheetah, but like they really like want you to know like this is this is cheetah or whatever like that. But um I'm excited overall basically. I'm I'm excited to see, you know, what is what is given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still um some roles that haven't been announced. Like uh, I was looking up some information and like Natasha Raphael, Ravi Patel, um, Mm. they still are in the movie, but their roles have not been disclosed. So I'm thinking that they have a more prominent, important role in this movie than I, I guess that they're alleging or that they want to disclose or whatever so like i said i don't know what the hell's going on with this movie as far as the plot but Mm. i'm interested given the fact that wonder woman has had the shoulder dc cinematic movies by herself um absolutely i'm hoping that this kind of leads to some kind of continuity in that universe because my god it is just all over the place over there mm-hmm. <laughs> and i always i know i've said this before and i guess my thought has gone the reason i think this is because of the challenge of the super friends the cartoon back in the 70s that cheetah was somehow latina or some kind of ethnicity other than white i don't know where this is coming from (laughs) truly maybe just just me wanting another minority and uh, a super hero movie but yeah i mm, i don't know where that's coming from yeah i think i shared on here that i remember when i watched the cartoon way back in the day i thought that she was the second place amazon Cause I thought that when they did that mm. time, when they went back in time. Yeah, when uh, she had stole. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I thought that she was like, oh, she was the second place. I, I, I thought that for years until I was like, what, 14, 15? And somebody <laughs> explained it to me, but I was like, oh, I thought she was the one who, who was second place. And she decided, well, I'm gonna come out there and get it anyway, um, which that could be fun too. But like you, I do hope they do bring in, you know, someone of color in the future. That's why but it's been interesting that they've been really hyping up Nubia lately. Um, over in mm, the, yep. Cause I'm like, okay, well then you can bring her in Wonder Woman 92 then or whatever y'all gonna do. Right. Um, because I think it's time that y'all can do that. You, you have the ability to do that. She has, you know, agency. Um, I know they brought her back ish, but they can get, they can get rid of that and just kind of bring the one that we know. So no, I don't know. No. Um, hopefully they will kind of do a little bit more with this, but as we are just overly saying and always will say, we will, we'll still go and support it regardless. Right. Well, I know they're going to do like a 
allegedly they're supposed to do some kind of spinoff uh, focusing on the the Amazons of Themyscira. So maybe we can see Nubia be the face of that, or I don't know. I, I'm just I'm interested to see them explore the history of uh, the Amazons and uh, Themyscira because there's uh, so much more in there. Yeah, and I think I think DC does a um, a good job um, as far as like black women. Um, you know, like actresses and talent. Uh, as far as like on their TV shows, um, when I was like, when I was like looking at the DC fandom event, I was like, oh, they have like a lot. I, it like clips from me like, oh, you have like Black Lightning, you have you know, Batwoman now. Um, you have the Flash, like a lot of Black talent there. So I think, like you said, I think they definitely have the means to. We're just waiting for them to actually just go ahead and you know put some like someone on the the big screen because it's time. Right. Oh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of uh, a black woman in a feature role, let's talk about the Batman trailer. Oh, yes. Um, so <laughs> when this first announced this movie, I was like, okay, I don't want no fucking Batman. And then they said Robert Patterson. I said, get that, yeah. get that little boy out of here. <laughs> then I saw the trailer. I was like, well, shit. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> Him looking like the crow almost. <laughs> Didn't he? Right. Yeah. That was I good. am very much interested in this interpretation of Batman, especially mm-hmm. when he was beating the shit out of that man. I was like, somebody had pissed him off. That's when you, somebody had said something slick, <laughs> and you was like, you know what, mask off. Let me, get, let me just give you these hands right quick. Right. Um, what did you all think of the trailer? Where'd you go? Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the same thing. Like, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, not another Batman. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Batman for, you know, what he is. And he's a bit part of DC. But I was just like, I'm just tired of all these, um, you know, all these different Batmans and things like that. Like, can we, you know, can we come up with something else? But when I seen the trailer, I was like, wow. Okay. Like, I was interested. It's very, like, grungy. You know, not so much as, you know, Dark Knight, but more so, like, a little bit more gritty. Um, kind of like how I think of Gotham anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, and Zoe Kravitz, I was like, you know, this, this is, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for Zoe as um, Catwoman and all of that. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'll give Robert Pattinson a little bit more credit. He's been in some serious roles, and I think that, what, The Lighthouse or whatever was kind of something that kind of changed him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, he has a little bit more, you know, he's more than at work. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I remember I had to look at those movies. I had to review those movies, Twilight, and that was the hardest thing to do. But oh, you <laughs> <than me. laughs> it was. Uh, but you know, it looks really good, very gritty. I am here for Zoe because Zoe has that look. There's a great yes. thing of her where she has that pixie short haircut, it just fits how yes. I see Selena. And I've always thought of Selena as black because I think in the dark night, I think in the dark night, wherever that or well, I can't remember the real name of it, way back when it came out in the late 80s, she looked black. Um, it was like when she was discovering how you know what she was going to do or what role she was going to be because mm-hmm. she was a prostitute in that series um i think she was 
Um, I haven't read it in so many years, but um, she just looked black to me. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, they're gonna make her black. Um, but now seeing her in this role, it just makes sense. And I'm really interested to see how they really incorporate her in this movie. Um, I'm seeing the, the, the clowns and I don't know if that has something to do with the Joker or are they gonna bring or say something about the Joker, who knows. Um, but it looks intriguing, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm interested to see how they are gonna really push this through. And yeah, I was like the rest of y'all when it came to another Batman movie. It was like another Batman movie. I thought <laughs> we still haven't got a good Superman movie yet. I mean, right. the original Superman, you know. But mm -hmm. you know, I'm just hoping that this will be really good. Um, I'll be here for it um, as long as Zoe gets some good roles. And, I mean, good parts, or good things to say. Sure, has the role. But as long as you know, it's just really showcasing their dynamics in the relationship. I'll be. I'm. I'm in it. I'm in it. Mm -hmm. I hope they don't. I hope they don't focus on Joker as like the main villain or some kind of. There's so many other people. I know Colin Farrell was cast as uh the Penguin, and mm -hmm. I forgot the other actor who's supposed to play the Riddler. But there's. I mean, you can oh, bring yeah. in the Hush. You can bring in Poison Ivy, Captain. Uh, was it Mr. Freeze? I was about to say Captain Cold. Mr. Freeze, um, so many other Batman villains are have, haven't had their shine. So right. to have this, there's so many more. Don't focus on Joker. Everybody's trying to capture that that Heath Ledger or that Jack Nicholson esque, yes. and I'm like, please don't do it anymore. I understand how Joker, like the the relationship between a Batman and a Joker, because they, whether they want to admit it or not, especially Batman, Batman needs the Joker and the Joker needs the Batman. I remember I saw, um, there was this uh, documentary on HBO Max. Uh, it's called Unnecessary Evil. And it was talking about the, um, villains in the DC universe and how without a villain, there would be a, no hero. And so the, mm. the necessity of a hero and how oh, the necessity of a villain is so contingent on how a, a hero thinks and whatnot. I, I highly recommend you see it because uh, they go through a lot of different uh, heroes. Like for instance, Atrocitus. I only know Atrocitus from the Injustice 2 video game. And when they talked about how uh, the Guardians had let his family die, now he was built up with rage and he has a grudge against the, the uh, Green Lantern Corps or um, so many others. It's, I found it very uh, insightful. But this, uh, this Batman movie, I'll be here for it. Um, it comes out October 1st of 2021. And I know it's supposed to be a reboot of the franchise. And it's also set, uh, two more sequels are set, as well as a spinoff. I'm not sure what the spinoff is supposed to be. So we'll see um, the news that comes along with that. Well, there's rumors that um, Catwoman will be on HBO Max, like a series or something. That's what I heard, too. Oh, wow. I'll be here for that. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of rumors, I heard that the new Flash movie, whenever it gets around to being made, 
is supposed to be their interpretation of the flashpoint paradox. Mm-hmm. So I heard uh, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in it, which would be very good. I I loved his Batman. Um, his Batman is my favorite. Uh, I don't know how, as far as the storyline goes, um, who all would be in it, uh, character wise. But you said Michael Keaton is Batman. I'm I'm here for him. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, on the video game side of uh, DC, another suicide, well, a suicide squad game uh, was announced. Supposed to be set in the Arkham world and a continuation of the Arkham series. So if you don't know, uh, the developer Rocksteady made, um, what was it? Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, those three uh, titles. And you're supposed, you're able to play as a Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot, or Captain Boomerang. It's supposed to be multiplayer. And the, the plot involves the anti-heroes fighting Brainiac and a mind-controlled Justice League. Uh, it's set to be released for the next-gen systems in 2022. And it looks fun. Mm-hmm. It looks very fun. Um, Victor, I know you're not a video gamer. Uh, Hood, are you? I, I'm not sure. Are you? Yeah, uh, I'm not like a hardcore one, but I do. I, I, I dabble, um, you know, <laughs> frequently. <laughs> I'm not like the people that's like, you know, die hard, and right? Like yelling, yelling at the screen and stuff like that. Um, but I was, I was, I was excited for the the Suicide Squad game because I think it's different. Um, like we were saying, like with Batman. They love a Batman game. So this is definitely something moving away from it. Uh, and I love the Suicide Squad. Like, them as a group is just is everything to me. Because I, I love mm-hmm. villains. I love, like, the anti-hero. Those, those are usually um, my favorite characters uh, across the board. Uh, so it, it looks good. It looks like it'll be a lot of fun. It does look good. And speaking of Suicide Squad, the it wasn't a trailer basically maybe a teaser i would say mm-hmm. of the next suicide squad movie and everybody and their mother seems to be in it uh just like 45 damn villains in it yeah uh, i heard that um you shouldn't get attached to anybody because somebody mm-hmm. can get murked knocked right on out i was like well it's like deadpool how deadpool was the second oh one. yeah <laughs> right I, you know what i'm still n- pissed off about that because they had lauded these people oh they're gonna have all these roles yada 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 um and then we get to a uh homeboy uh lewis tan's character is getting killed uh-huh. and i'm like okay so everybody's <laughs> just gonna die okay cute but I'm interested to see where they go with this uh, as far as what they're going to do in this new Suicide Squad. If Viola Davis is Amanda Waller, then I'm good. Yeah, I was excited that she was that she was like uh, reprising her role. Uh, I'm not going to hold y'all, but the people, the characters, some of the characters that they said I had, and I might, might, might need to pull my nerd card, I did not know who some of them people were. 
and I was like, "You and me both." Okay, <laughs> I was like, "Who is this man?" Like, you know, I was like, um, "It was one called like Rat." I think it was like Rat Catcher. It's played by a, um, a woman, but I was like, "I don't know who these people are." But I'm excited to see it regardless. But I just didn't know. I didn't know who. who yeah, like was. Polka Dot Man, or yeah. I was like, okay, these are some old cuts. <laughs> Some deep cuts from back in the day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's that's a choice. I will say, personally for me, as far as Amanda Waller is concerned, my favorite interpretation of her is a CCH Pounder from the Justice League Unlimited series. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about her that, like, I know it didn't, you can't, necessarily compare the two as far as an animation and a live action but the inflection of her voice and the delivery of her lines in that series was a little bit better than Viola Davis but that's Mm -hmm. just me uh let's see I would would quickly say that yeah uh I don't know how I feel about it because there's too many people in it, but as you said, they may not survive. So we don't know if they will live or die, but I just hope they, I just hope it's better than what we got the first time. That's all I'm asking. Right. Well, I know a a definite, not everybody's going to survive. It's not like the, uh, it's not like the Poseidon Adventure or the Towering Inferno. We have this all-star cast and then everybody, well, aside from, you know, like a Jen- uh, Jennifer Jones that gets thrown out the elevator, uh, survives. <laughs> so I know, like, I know at least five people are going to probably die. And, you know, that's chalk it up to the game or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in another video game news, uh, it was announced that Gotham Knights will soon be out. Uh, so... Gotham Knights is supposed to take place after the death of Batman, which seems kind of permanent because it's not in the same world as uh, Arkham Knight, the Arkham series. Uh, Gotham Knights is supposed to be um, developed by the same developers that did Arkham Origins, which was the third installment of this Arkham series. Uh, You get to play the role of Nightwing back Batgirl, Robin, or Red Hood. You're supposed to uh, go up against the Court of Owls, as well as other villains, such as Mr. Freeze. And that's set to be released in 2021 on current-gen and next-gen systems. And that looks really good. I'm just hoping that they're able to pull it off because uh, the developers that did Arkham Origins it wasn't the best. Granted, it was okay, but it wasn't up to par to what Rocksteady did with their games. So right, we'll I agree. see. We'll see what they do with those. Yeah, I'm excited for Gotham Knights because uh, I believe you can. I, I know it's multiplayer, but I believe you can. Um, you can play like you can progress through the story. Uh, and you can play with somebody else like at the same time. So I, I love games yeah. like that. Like that anyway. Um, so I think that's exciting. The trailer was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And they have like you know like Red Hood. They have Batgirl. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm, de- I'm definitely copping that when that when that releases. Yeah. 
I need to see some actual gameplay. Because, um, you know, everybody likes to have these little pretty-ass trailers, you know, when, <laughs> when they're doing their actual, they, these uh, events. But, you know, come to see gameplay and it looks a mess. So right. I will keep my enthusiasm at a minimum until I see gameplay. But I know they can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, was there any other news that was announced in this DC uh, event? Um, I think that was it. Honestly, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm just really interested to see where they do with this this flashpoint paradox. Um, because that they said that this was supposed to be like the start of their universe. And I'm like, well, girl, the start of the universe should have been, oh, I don't know, five movies ago. But, you know, (laughs) we have talked about this until we are blue in the face about how (laughs) DC should have not based themselves on what Marvel was doing instead of just Mm -hmm. did their own thing and now... They got all these yes. movies, you know, all up in the atmosphere. None of them are connected to each other. And so now they look in a mess. Yeah, you're Between right. Them. It's like it's like a bunch of a missing sock, you know, a missing pair of socks. It's like, you're like one sock here, there, sock there, one polka dot, <laughs> one blue. It's like that, but you know, we'll see how they will do this. Um, we kind of didn't you saw the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which looks like uh, just it's gonna it's gonna be four hours. We talked about this before, but just seeing that trailer was like, okay, what's the big difference? You just add in the scenes you cut out, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, his fans are already screaming about it. It's gonna be on HBO Max, and of course, I feel like that needs to be watched and lauded. But at the same time, um, they're really pushing that, and maybe that's just a nice send off to him because I think he's not really going to be a part of what they're doing now because they kind of gutted a lot of their people already. So this new house may just be like, let him have his little moment, but we're going to redo all this stuff because that was kind of garbage from what we went through. And, and no shade to the actors. You know, we, you know, we, we want to give everybody, you know, their, their, they do. Cause you know, the actors wasn't the problem. It's just the stories. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see how this goes and who they're going to bring in. And you're right, they shouldn't have probably followed DC, but they probably should have had a, a nice outline. You know, when you try to write anything, a comic, a book, or whatever, you need an outline. I feel like it was just going on pure testosterone and not really thinking right. it through. Um, because, you know, White boy rage. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so it's like, that's what we got with this. But they do have opportunity to kind of start this over. Maybe that paradox is how they'll do it. Maybe this right. is their crisis of like, okay, now here's the real DC universe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. It's just, I grade them not only on the curve of Marvel, but also Justice League, the, the cartoon, since I'm going through it like for the umpteenth time. And so those writers had a good plan in mind as far as what mm-hmm. story they wanted to tell. Um, especially when you get to Unlimited and the Cadmus uh, storyline where you had the Ultimates 
and you had the introduction of Amanda Waller and this whole shadow government ops that wanted their superheroes that were loyal to them. So I, I hope the best for DC. I just don't have, I need to see some, some action. Right, right. Because we want them to win. But we just can't we do, do it for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love DC. I, I'm, I'm, like, I love Marvel. Like, overall, I like DC just a little bit more when it comes to, like, comics. Uh, I like the, the characters a little bit more and things like that. So I, it pains me to see them struggling so much because I'm like, y'all have the material. Um, when I think about it, like, Marvel took Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor and turned them into these big... And I'm not saying they weren't big before. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't... I wasn't checking for them, like, the Avengers overall, to be honest, except for, like, certain times. Um, but they made them these, like, you know, these amazing figures. I'm like, DC, you have the the material right there, and y'all animated films, the animated series that, that you know, that, that are produced are amazing. But when it comes to, you know, live action, that's everything just kind of like jumbled up and nobody knows where we're going. So. <sighs> yeah. I hope they get it together. I really do. <laughs> so what else do we have? Uh, well, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the new mutants because it came out this weekend. Uh, finally. And- uh, <laughs> and Maybe four years later, right? Yeah, and right down the street, down in Burbank, I think it was Burbank. No, Pasadena. You could you could watch it for thirty five dollars at the drive in. Oh well, okay. Well, which it's a yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was about to say but in, inside. No, um, <laughs> I was told that ArcLight was not going to do that. They've been doing drive ins, but they were like, "This does not work." <laughs> so I was like, "Whoa, okay, all right." Arc That's a ass arc light. So, uh, <laughs> don't, don't hate on the arc light. So this movie came out, um, but it, as you know, it already came out with controversy. There was issues with uh, Roberto being light-skinned. There was also um, Cecilia being light-skinned as well because, you know, Cecilia is, was as Afro-Latina, which was always expressed in the comic, the same way always. as Roberto. Um, but it came out uh, but there was a, another issue, and that was with the co-creator, Bob McLeod. Uh, apparently, they kind of went against what he, you know, he kind of helped create the New Mutants, and he, he really helped put the culture part in the, in the show. Um, but however, or in the comic, but however, they kind of did away with that. And they also, when they was trying to give him respects, mis- misspelled his name. <laughs> I'm like, he doesn't have the hardest name to spell, y'all. But right. Did that really wrong, um, but apparently people did not like it. Um, there were a few reviews. Some people refused to review it, but there was a few reviews that was just saying it was just a hodgepodge of mess. So I just wanted to know what y'all, you know, heard about, what y'all thought, if you saw it, or what have you. First of all, I'm not going to no movie theater right now. <laughs> That's first Period. and foremost. Second of all, I knew they had they were fucking going to fuck this up 
when we had did like a casting um, who we wanted to see uh, in some of these roles, I think a long time ago. And I said, if they cast the light skin in this role, then I'm done. And what did they do? They cast the light skin in this role. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you say, oh, I don't care his, about his origins. I just wanted somebody who could act. This is uh, what um, Josh Boone said about right. basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here that I just wanted somebody who can act. I don't give a damn about what a color he is, where the whole origin of his powers is because mm -hmm. he was a victim of racism because how dark he was. So you already lost me there. And then you have, oh, it's going to come out. No, it's going to not going to come out. Oh, it's going to come out. Oh, no, it's not going to come out. I'm like, well, girl, is it is or is it ain't? Right. <laughs> so, like, I like the concept of the horror element that they added to it, but if you are not going to take the notes of the actual fucking creator of the, well, co-creator of the character, then why should we even give it any views or whatever? I just, frankly, I'm waiting for this shit to come up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same the same wave. Um, when it first was announced, I was super excited. Love the X Men, love the New Mutants even more, because um, Magic is my girl. Love her to death. Um, but you know, as they were you know pushing it back, and then they cast you know these two you know light skinned actors to be in these you know roles of characters who are dark skinned I was like, this ain't it. Um, and then for him to even come out and be like, you know, well, like, like you know, I, I just want somebody that could act and it doesn't really matter. It's like, got it, sir. Like, you you're, you, you, want this movie to, to tank because people care about that stuff. Like, we're, it's no longer, you know, we're just sitting back and just letting anything slide. Um, these characters are dark skinned, especially Roberto. Like, you know, he faced racism. Um, so that's very important. And I don't know if you two ever uh, have seen this yet, but I know someone, I haven't seen it yet, but someone on my timeline posted like a clip of, um, they had Magic, uh, Ileana, um, and she was just saying these like racist things to Danny. Um, and, you know, and for anybody that don't know, Danny is of like Native American, you know, background or whatever like that. And she was like calling her Pocahontas, X, Y, and Z, because she talked about the mean girl at first and then, but I'm just like, why, why does she have to be that kind of person? You know what I'm saying? Like the whole movie just, mm. I'm, I'm disappointed in it, honestly, because, you know, X-Men, I love X-Men. They, uh, like just the whole, you know, entirety of it is so good. And I, I hate to see it. You know what I'm saying? I will, I will see it like when it gets on Disney Plus. I do want to see it just so I can, you know, really judge it for myself. But yeah. Yeah, you're you're right about that part about I think I saw a little bit of that the whole Pocahontas situation and people who have if you read the comic, you know, way back when it came out, they were close. They became close, especially during the time when um the White Queen kinda took over she kinda tricked them all and tried to make them into Hellions, her students. 
Uh, mm -hmm. But it was interesting because this this version of Danny is not the it's not the version of her that we know. She was kind of meek and kind of weak and barely right. spoke a lot. And I'm like, that's not if you read the graphic novel, Marvel graphic novel four, the the premiere of the New Mutants. Basically, Danny was just coming out to. <laughs> First, she was mad at her grandfather. It's like, I ain't going <laughs> like, you going to stay with, you know, Xavier. She's like, I ain't staying with no white. And that's what she basically said was like, yeah. hey, white? And she, you know, it's like, she didn't want to go there. But they, even when she got in there, she was basically challenging Xavier the entire time. Because she was like wearing mm -hmm. her native belt, everything. Say, I'm going to wear this anyway. And she knows she was pissing him off. But she was always... She was the leader of that group. She was the one who was like always making, taking the risk and doing all the things she had to do to make sure they were safe. So right. she shared it with Sam, but again, she was kind of the leader. And I just felt like that what they were giving us was not that. And I know everybody has their interpretations, but they could have been a little bit better with how they were doing this. Um, the actress who was playing Magic fit that part, but to make her kind of the mean girl was kind of ridiculous. And they also did a little bit of queer baiting between Danny and Rain. Um, yeah, back, they do share a rapport with each other because of um, Rain's um, werewolf background and what have you. Um, but uh, they kind of played that up a little bit. I was like, mm, I don't know if you want to do that, considering everybody knows that Rain has always had a big crush on Sam and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff, too. So I was like, yeah, I understand you want to make your own interpretations, but not this. And then also that rumor that Storm was supposed to be a prison warrant or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was a lot. Okay. Yeah. See, this is the same, <laughs> like, the reason, the, basically the whitewashing of Sunspot is the exact same thing when it comes to Storm. Like, you see these light-skinned actresses like Halle Berry or uh, Alexander Shipp be in these roles where you have this character who is clearly dark-skinned and chocolate. And it's just like, you know, sure, we want to see Black superheroes on the big screen, but we also want to see the different shades of Blackness. And it goes back to those that time the times of oh if I'm light skinned then I'm better off being closer to whiteness. And so it's it's just that in a time like now it was it was a bad look. And another thing, I I, I think this was poor casting on their part. I always thought that Logan Browning should have been cast as Wolf as Wolfsbane. Like she has that look, and I post I put it up on my uh, a Twitter a long time ago. I think like last year or the year before last, that the a uh, uh, screenshot of uh, Logan and Wolfsbane, and they look exactly. It, she's my interpretation of what she would look like. So that was a lot a casting loss on their part, but uh, like Hood said, I'm interested to see in the movie i'm just not gonna pay for it. well you don't well i'm not promoting that but you don't <laughs> pay for it because um, i know a lot of people did not and they had a lot to say but um yeah you know they could have this could have been a disney plus movie this could have been 
And they could have got more views probably if it was on Disney Plus, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. We would have looked at it just because it was there. I would have looked at it because it was there. But right. I really hope in the future, and this is, and I probably, this is probably why Disney didn't even want to be bothered with it. It's because they knew it was what it was. Um, and, you know, the Josh Boone stuff, I'm like, okay, I, again, you know, this it's hard as a person who is a creator. You, you don't want to put down anybody who's creating, but you also want them to respect the material and respect what was already there. They could have, he just could have done that. That's one thing I would never understand. If I was ever given the opportunity to do a comic book movie, I'll probably be like, well, let's just pull the comic. Why? If I want to add something different, I'll do that. But I'm not going to steer away from the material. I'm not going to go to the point where, for example, you know, I think of the gifted when they try to make the, the, the Van Strucker twins likable. I'm like, these are villains. <laughs> like they oh, were yeah. kids of Nazis. These are villains. I don't like to try to make them likable. Or, you know, you got um, C. Reyes um, as this mean doctor or whatever. And I'm like, she, okay. I was like, that's not who she was. Um, I do hope that, I don't know. I don't know why I really hope for this. I, the cast, some of the casting was okay. I still think they did Danny wrong. They did Roberto wrong. I think Magic and Rain were the only two that got it right. Um, that Sam, no, that, that, this boy, <laughs> like, I'm like, Sam to me was, and I went to school in Kentucky, you know, Nick lives in Kentucky. So it, uh-huh. Sam was a, a boy who was tall, you know, kind of cute, just lanky, um, you know, boy working at, um, at the coal mine. Basically, that's who he was. And they just picked this dude. He's from Stranger Things. But I'm like, that's not a part of me. You know, I you know, I admit, when I was younger, I kind of thought, I kind of lusted after Sam when I was reading those comics because he was kind of cute the way they drew him, him and Roberto. But then I was like, this is, anybody going to lust for that? You know, <laughs> anybody going to want right. that? So I'm like, I guess. But, you know, it's out. We'll see what happens. They made some money, but not a lot. Um, and there's no demand for it. There was like people were like, I don't know if I really want to see this. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter kind of said, you're not going to watch it because of the whole racial issue, especially after what Josh said. Right. I think uh, Jensen Ackles would have been a good, um... well, no, hold on. I'm getting my people mixed up. Scratch that. <laughs> anyway, um, leave it to a white man to say, oh, representation is not important. Right. You know, like I'm, like don't white people don't tell it get tired. I just want to, aren't y'all tired? Because we fucking exhausted. I don't know if they are. Exactly. Imagine how tired we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That will never not be funny. They've been cloudy. All right. Well, yeah, that's it on the new what? movies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Go see it if you want to. Just wait, or you just, <laughs> I'm just waiting. I, there's no rush for me to, honestly, even if like, I don't know, another X-Men movie was dropping with all of my favorite characters and the best people that I thought were supposed to be cast was dropping and within it, I wouldn't want to go see it. Yeah. Mm. And, it's just, it's not worth it. I'm not, 
trying to die over you no know, two and a half hour film. Right. As Alyssa Edwards would say, not on tonight. <laughs> so what else is going on? Let's let's talk about She-Ra. Oh Lord, that that blew up. I remember just sitting, I was just sitting, I just happened to look on Twitter and I saw that She-Ra was trend was trending. And I was like, oh, are they announcing another season? Um, what are they doing? And then I read that information about the crew or the staff. Um, so if y'all don't really know, the staff of She-Ra, the writing staff, was on some, I guess, a podcast or some streaming thing. Um, I think they were doing like a live stream, like on Twitch or some other platform. Yeah. yeah. And they were just talking about the show, but they ended up getting to a place where they were making jokes about slavery, ableism, um, just to a point where I was sitting there, you know, after just reading all of it, I was like, really, y'all? Um, Noel Stevens, Noel Stevenson is the the main person with the show, and she's done graphic novels. She's done stuff in the past, but this was a moment where it just felt like this is not the time to do this. This is not the time to even make mm. these type of jokes, these type of things. But when I saw it, I was like, but you know what? They're not going to even know because there's nobody of color on the staff. Uh, that was an issue. And then to think about the fact that here y'all are writing a show about She-Ra, but really trying to take it to a, a social justice level, trying to be aware of what's of size and shape and people's backgrounds and everything like this. And they did a major change by having She-Ra and Katra as, as kind of a couple of y'all know I'm spoiling it for you, they kind of kiss. Um, so <laughs> they do kiss, um, but it just took it to a level we never seen it before, and we applauded that. You know, we you know it was something in that realm of uh, um, well, I forgot the name of the show. Rebecca Sugar's show. Everybody the Steven knows. Universe. Yeah. Oh, Steven Universe. Yeah. So we were getting something in that realm, but then to see how they kind of came across on this streaming uh, interview or whatever they were doing, really just kind of tank what the show could actually go to at this point. I was like, I don't even want to watch the show. I feel like y'all not really ringing it, but then I thought about the show a little bit more and, I, and it was something about, um, and, and um, not Entrapta, but um, Natosa and how they, you know, how they played Natosa to a degree. Um, Cause she's the only black, she was the original black character of the She-Ra series before they kind of mixed it up and made Bo black and what have you. But to make jokes about Bo's fathers, um, to do it that way, it just felt really, like, are y'all, did you just do this for the likes? Or mm -hmm. or were y'all really serious about the show's intent? Because it just soured that for me. And, you know, Twitter came for them for two days straight um, over this. Um, I know Noelle did an apology, but it just felt like, you know, but you did it. It's too late. You did it. This is what y'all right. do. And what y'all say behind the scenes, who knows? Yeah, I've only seen one episode of She-Ra, and this really doesn't make me want to go forward with watching it. You know, like you said, it all it, it just seems you were taking the series to a, a good place, but you were doing it just for, oh, we're doing it over here, but in the, and you're 
what you actually think is, I don't give a damn about you niggas. Exactly. Or, or you faggots. Or anybody that's not uh, white and straight. That's what it felt like. So, I mean, they apologize, but, you know, at this point, were they even supposed to get a second season? Or wh- how many seasons did she write anyway? It's like, I think it's five at this point. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, like wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you got five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was very disappointing to to watch that, to hear that, because um, I started watching she like when it first came out. It's such, it's, it's disappointing because it's such a great show. Um, Definitely akin to Steven Universe when it comes to uh, you know queer rep- representation, um, and to hear them like joke, it's like they like you you're really joking around, uh, about slavery in 2020, and you had the audacity to do it on a live stream. So that tells me that y'all so comfortable with doing it, y'all didn't even be like you know somebody was like you know what we we on live stream in front of mm-hmm. um, thousands of people right now. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't say this or whatever like that. And it's just like y'all don't really care. The apology was cute um, and everything like that, but like it really soured it for me. I I, I still would I still would tell people to watch Shira because uh, it, it is that good. But if people are like you know, Noel said this, I would understand that also because it was it was ugly and white people just need to. Get it together if they can, cause this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was it, I was sick of it. Yeah, yeah, it's again. It was very disappointing because they did it so leisurely. It was very cavalier how they mm-hmm. were talking about it, and then I was yeah. like, at this time, y'all, at this time after all these protests and stuff that's been happening, this is where you are. But it also opened the door to the fact that when it comes to animation, when it comes to that world, we're still not represented. We're still not in there, right? right. There's a few people doing things. Um, Tanika uh, Scott, so I'm saying her last name wrong, I apologize, Tanika. She's working on, I think she was on Craig of the Creek and she's done some stuff, I think with a, um, Steven Universe. And like, that's, that's one person that I know who's, who's a black woman who's doing that, but I don't know of anyone else doing that. And it just kind of makes me feel like, well, we're not even in those spaces still. We are not even at a place where we can still say that, you know, that we have some some creative abilities to get into those places. And I just feel like that because we don't have that and because they're not there, this is the stuff that's still happening. Um, and it's, it's really disheartening to know because, you know, there's a lot of talented black and brown people who are, who can do animation. We see it all the time on Twitter. And yet, you know, they will talk, and some of them do talk about like, you know, I try to get a job here. I couldn't get in. I couldn't even get an interview, what have you. And I'm just like, wow, but these folks are up in there and this is what we already got. So it's like, I hope that Netflix, I kind of hope that Netflix kind of, you know, got a hold of that be like, um, hmm, we might need to make some changes. Like somebody needs to get in there and make some changes right. to fix this because after the summer we just had and right. this happens, it's just like, wow, y'all not only tone deaf, but it's like you really don't care. Right, like you just right. don't and, give a fuck. Yeah. And, and just to speak on, like, when you were saying, like, people aren't 
we know we are represented in those spaces. Um, I don't necessarily work in animation, but I do work in PR and it's a similar story. Um, so that's why I'm like, I can definitely see how they kick in about slavery because I've been on calls that I work with, with people I've, I've worked with um, and being like the only black person there. And I've heard something not to, not to the degree of like joking about slavery, but it's certain things they'll, they'll joke that I'd be like, what are you, like, what are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? And so if nobody is even in the room to call them out for it, they just want to keep on saying it. So it's definitely a bigger problem when the, you know, the recruiters or the heads aren't even looking for a diverse talent. They say they are, you know, we, we about diversity, da, 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 but it's, just, it's bullshit because if y'all were about it, y'all would have these people. It's not that hard. Uh, so until they start doing that, it's going to be, it's still going to be more instances like this where people are, white people are going to be on, you know, live streams or Twitter just saying whatever, thinking that, oh, it was a joke. It, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like that. But it, it is, you know, sis. So it's just, oh, I'd be so tired, y'all. So tired. That's, that's like what that, um, yeah. I don't know, was it a, a comedian or a governor or somebody had said, uh, something about uh, Kamala Harris saying, oh, well, Joe uh, Biden uh, picked Aunt Jemima as his running mate or some bullshit like that. And I'm like, okay, if you say that in public, then what do you say behind closed doors? Because I know you talk about niggas all up and through if you can just say yes. bullshit like that and then give this fuck ass apology where oh I'm sorry that your feelings got hurt I'm like listen. you know I'm so tired of white folks listen that's <laughs> what I'm saying like when people when people are talking and it comes and it slips out or it's just like leisurely like you said something I'm like oh you saying way worse things behind closed door because you don't just slip up and be racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. racism is something like, well, oops, oops, girl, I was a little racist today. My bad, <laughs> <Right>. no. <laughs> this it's is something there. that's been going on. <laughs> it's there, and yeah. I feel like it's, it's, it's always been there. That's what it basically, when that incident happened, I was like, it's always been there. This ain't no, like you were saying, mm-hmm. this, flip up. this has always been there with y'all. So no telling what y'all been doing, what you've been saying. And it makes me really, again, makes me think about how the writer rooms, writers rooms are. And I remember when they were talking about, um, oh, Lindelof was talking about um, Watchmen and when he was getting the Watchmen room together. He was like, I made that mistake when I did Lost of having too many white people in the room. With this, he made sure it was very diverse. Therefore, there was different perspectives. And I feel like after, I feel like if I was one of those production people or whoever the the main person, like I have a show, I need to get these people together. I would look at shows like Watchmen to be like, that was a stro- an extraordinary group of writers. Look at the rewards we're getting because of this. If I'm going to reboot Jam or reboot G.I. Joe, I better have a mix of folks in this room um, to Absolutely. tell this story because one, that's, that's holding me accountable. Also making sure that this story, that the story is getting out there to the people who are really appreciated, but also really appreciate the fact that the writers were also that same makeup. So the fact that Shira had these people, you know, people of color characters and what have you, but all white writers, 
it's, 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 it's still very telling that we still haven't really come to a place where we are at a great era of having, you know, writers of color, creators of color in the room. And I feel like that we're still have a long way to go. And like y'all is, I'm just getting tired of white folks in the, in these situations. It's like, this is, uh, it's, it's too much of a common place now for, we like y'all for a minute. We praise y'all for a minute. Next thing you know, you don't say something about niggas. And I'm just like, right. okay, you know, that's why I'm just hoping, you know, I was like, Rebecca Sugar, please. I think they are smarter at this point to be like, um, we saw what they did. Everybody up in this room, don't you don't oh, keep your mouth closed. Don't say right. nothing. Yeah. Coming with you with the ax. Like y'all just need to be like, no, and you know we have so many other like I think the Dragon Prince and all these other shows that are really hitting the diversity points. Hell, Castlevania, all that stuff. Please, y'all. Mm-hmm. Can I just say for Castlevania, the second season where they had the the women, the women vampires all around, and then they had the two lesbians. Like I want to see a spinoff of just them. Like oh, they don't yeah. have to be killing folks. They can just be everyday <laughs> fucking life. Like, just who whose turn is it to do the dishes? Uh, honey, mm. I cook today. It's your turn. I, we could do some mundane ass shit with them. Those two vampire lesbians. And I, as much as I love uh, crazy rich Asians, I run the fade to John M. Chu for that fuck ass uh, movie of Jim. I know that was his fault. Yeah. And pull back. <laughs> you know, he, you know, uh, like um, my first uh, Twitter profile, like he had blocked me because I kept on saying shit about uh, Jim. Like, he was like, you know what, nigga, I'm, t- I'm tired of your shit. Block. <laughs> but I was like, I like uh, Crazy Rich Asians, though, but no, you, you don't have to see these hands about Jim. <laughs> yeah, I just hope, I just hope that you know as we think about you know what future endeavors they're going to do especially with netflix i hope they do take i hope they do hold them accountable for that because that's hurting their money take it's actually hurting their money and, I'll, and if i was somebody up there i would be like get this together because or we did this get a whole new group of writers or whatever but this is kind of sets for me sadly ruined that whole experience i was around when the original shira was out so i'm fine going back to the makeup, the eyeliner, and the fingernails <laughs> that we get. If you if you watch the original Shira, you have to say they were they had they they had these women made up with their <laughs> fingernails, high heels. They gave you they gave you queerness in that, regardless of what you people think. But yeah, they gave you what you needed in that in the original series. Was it by the uh, the original Shira? Was it by the same? Um... Oh, who did Jim back in the 80s? Because I know it was Marvel. Sumbo did Jim, but Filmation did did, um, She-Ra, He-Man. They also did the real, no, Ghostbusters. There was two Ghostbusters cartoons at the time. Right. They did the other one that had nothing to do with the movie. But they did that. And they also, if you want to go way back, they did Star Trek, the animated series. They did the first animated series. Um, They also did Flash Gordon. A lot of the classic stuff that looked cute back in the day, they did that. And that looks kind of suspect 
as far as animation <laughs> goes now. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think they were the top notch of animation because you know, yeah, Hanna Barbera, but you couldn't tell, you couldn't say nothing when Filmation came out with stuff. You were like, "Whoa, they look like people that I see." I'm just not, but, you know, back then you'd be like, "Whoa, that's top notch animation right there." That's how I felt about. Um, I know this is a throwback. Uh, how I felt about Speed Racer. Um, that animation, that kind of, I don't, I don't know how to, I know there's a name for it, but I can't figure it out. Um, that kind of style of animation, I was like, oh, this is sharp. This is, this is clean. And then I look back at it now, I was like, ooh, this is a little tragic. Um, <laughs> especially how them fucking cars touch one another and then the other car just blows up. I'm like, okay, so we're doing that, <laughs> but... Yeah, I thought that animation was so good back in the day. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess we have to talk about it. We kind of went through all the stuff. Um, yeah, well, let's. So this this Friday, um, I, I I guess we all can remember where you were. I was actually I was I was actually in Hollywood. I was driving around Hollywood. And that's when I, somebody just said it to me. They was like, did you see this? And I was like, see what? And they showed me that, you know, Chadwick Boseman died. And I was like, no, you know, I said, they're just playing on Twitter because they're bored. Right. Then when I kept seeing like, you know, AP News, I was like, okay, wait, AP News saying it. Yeah. And it is what it is. And I was, I stopped. I remember I stopped inside the road. So let me just take a moment and kind of look through all this. But yeah, if y'all, you know, Jack, you know, I know y'all know by now, uh, Jack Bozeman died um, dealing with colon cancer. Um, he was 43 and he, it, it happened, I guess it happened Friday. Yeah. He passed and it was, in some ways we, there was a sign, I think he did a, he did like some, he made a video or something where he was, you can see that he lost a lot of weight. And a lot of us was thinking, oh, well, he's doing that for a role. So, you know, he had to, he just finished the five, like the five bloods. And I think he was a little bit thin in that. And I was thinking maybe he's going to do, you know, like Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell will like lose weight and gain weight. Right. Roles, and, you know, Shirley Theron has done stuff like that too. So I was thinking, oh, he's just, so y'all quit trying to clown this man. He's probably doing this for a role because, you know, he takes this stuff seriously. But he was, you know, going through colon cancer at the time. It was, yeah, I remember I was watching, I was watching somebody stream on Twitch and then somebody mentioned in the, uh, the tab, the, the chat, uh, uh, yo, Chadman Bozeman. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? And while, while I was watching, I was scrolling through Facebook and somebody had reposted a, uh, a story from BBC. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is this real? So I look at it. I was like, "Nah, he ain't dead." I'm like, "That nigga ain't dead," because he had just got he had got cast in that uh, movie about the first black samurai. And I was like, "Oh, we gonna we gonna be live. We gonna be wearing all our uh, samurai garb to the movies and whatnot." And then I saw all these other people saying, "Yeah, he's gone." I was like, "Well, what the fuck?" And it was like stage four cancer. Like he had was diagnosed in what twenty sixteen, I believe it was, and he had did uh, all these movies and was visiting kids when he was sick, and it's just like 
you do not know anybody's struggle in the what they're going through at home. And it was it was just it felt like a gut punch. And like I hadn't cried about it, but I felt like I really there was a really profound loss. And I don't know how to put words into how big this loss was, especially for black people. Like once, you know, Black Panther came out and you know, everybody was wearing their African garb. Everybody was doing the most. They were doing uh, hot plates in the theater. You know, I'm glad that we had that moment because at one time we saw ourselves on the big screen. We saw Wakanda, this mecca of African technology and that was number one. And I'm kind of, it, I'm, I think I'm still kind of shell shocked that he's mm. gone. And I don't know, it, it, it's, it's really hard to, to deal with. Yeah, um, I was, I was, um, I think I was just like in the bed. I was like on Twitter. I don't know, you know, I don't even think I was on Twitter. I probably was just, I think I was watching Legend of Korra or something, just something on Netflix. And my friends in the group chat, they were like, you know, chat, chat, um, you know, he, he passed away. And I was like, I, I was like, I know you fucking lying to me because it, it kind of just came out of nowhere or whatever like that. Then when I said it was true, I, I immediately cried. Um, because he was such a great actor and for all the work that he did was it it was like great work you know he brought black panther to life essentially um i I felt the same way the same way for him um passing away is the same way i felt like when whitney passed away um those like when people have done such great work that i connect with it's like, wow, like these people, you know, are, are gone now. You know what I'm saying? So it really, it really hit me hard at first. Um, and once, once I started like sitting with it, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we as black people got the chance to see Black Panther. Um, we're able to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? One of the biggest Mar- Marvel movies. Um, but it, I'm definitely still processing processing it, um, you know, day by day, honestly, because it still doesn't feel real. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel real to me, honestly, but um, definitely upsetting. It it was because yeah, you think about what you were saying. His body of work was very stellar. Like he did a lot of great, great. He said legends only to his agents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> he did a lot of great work. But also, I was watching the clips. Of like the interview, I went back and looked at you know, I went down that spiral looking at all the clips and interviews they did for Black Panther and how they you know they were like a fan like a close knit family when they were uh-huh. doing that and just talking mm-hmm. about it what have you, and then reading people, the reading people you know statements like I know I saw, uh, I, I saw like you know some certain actors say things I know I saw Chris Evans say stuff and everybody else say stuff, it was just like wow this is 
it was so much. It was like, wow, you know, it's, he's gone, you know, and what he did, what he did in Black Panther, it did change a lot of things for us. It changed how we connected with a, a whole lot more people um, through social media because of that and how we went to the movies, how we were there. I saw that movie like three or four times in the theater. It was just so much yes. Yes. That, that he gave us in that. And, you know, it, it's just so weird now to think about like the fact that he's gone, that he's not, we won't see uh, we won't see what his true potential was. We were, I think we only was scratching the surface. Right, right. Um, he also was right. He was a writer. He wrote a play. Like um, to know that Denzel Washington and I think Felicia Rashad they were you know they were pivotal in helping him get in you know pay for an experience he had for a summer when he was a student at Howard. All mm -hmm. these things that you know it's like. I knew that he was going to give back. I knew he was going to do all these great things and what have you. And it was really sad. I think, um, you know, I went on his Twitter. I think his last tweet was to Kamala Harris because they were close. Um, and mm -hmm. it was like, they went to Howard together. I don't know if they went at the same time. I don't think they went at the same time, but it was just, you know, they were Howard alums. Um, and so just seeing that he was all about his work and his business too. Like he was always talking about black folks and giving back to black people making sure black people were yes. at the helm of things like he that was he was all about that life it wasn't like oh i'm just playing a black character today who's this amazing right person. that was something that he was really passionate about and i was telling people like go look at his twitter like he was always talking about these things and, mm -hmm. and i'm like this, this is a person look at some of his interviews he really gave back to the community in so many different ways and it, it's just really hard to really Fathom the fact that he's gone. On a real foolish note, I was so mad at Screen Rant. Oh yeah. But what they? Because I was like, this is not the time. You could have waited three weeks later. The end of the year. Yeah, not the day of. Um, I mean, and somebody will say, "What well, people were thinking?" And I was like, "I'm sure people may have been." Yeah, of course we were all thinking, "What's going to happen now with Black Panther?" But I that article was like okay, I was like this is not the moment. That man's body wasn't even cold yet, and they was like, okay, well, who's gonna take up the helm? I'm like, um, okay, right. is that necessary right now? Yeah, yeah, they they dried they dried they dried screen around on Twitter, and it was well deserved. It was a well deserved drag um, because it was disgusting when I when I first seen it, I was like, as somebody as someone that. Um, went to school for journalism, I was just like, that is just, to me, that was like completely unethical um, as far as like worrying about what's happening to a sequel when the, 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 the person, like literally, we just heard the news about it. So it's like, I was, I was, I was over it. I had to block them because it, it was, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, very distasteful. And I know I had got into it. Child, I don't know why these white folks try me. I had got <laughs> on it, got into it on Facebook with somebody. Um, I had mentioned, I don't know if you saw it, Victor, but I had said something about, you know, not Black people simply don't understand the significance of having a Black superhero on the big screen like Black Panther. Like who did we had Storm, Blade, 
Anybody else? Me or Ken? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to block you. <laughs> I'm trying to... What do we have? No, really didn't have much. I'm really trying to... I mean, Black Lightning, uh, you know, on TV shows. Big, big screen. But big screen... No. Like, we had, we had this moment in history where we had a black act, a black superhero set in Africa. Because, you know, white people always like to think that Africa is this desolate, barren-ass wasteland where everybody got fucking AIDS and everybody's riddled to the bone, can't mm-hmm. have don't have water, don't have food, yada, 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 this, that, the third. And we had this place that was the mecca of superior technology that no white folks knew about. And it was something that we said, well, hell, well, maybe that could be us. Maybe that was us at one point or another. And some white, some man got up in my, got up in his feelings, said, um, I'm demi- uh, sending you this message because uh, I feel like you are uh, sowing uh, seeds of uh, social and racial divide in a time where we need to be together. I'm like, sure. well, if you are not a racist or if you didn't feel some kind of hint of, you know, whatever by my post, then you should have left it alone. If it don't apply, then Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, like, what the, I went a little bit back and forth with him. So, you know, me being the Scorpio that I am, (laughs) I made made another another little post saying, don't come to me saying that I'm so on a racial divide. And, you know, I didn't tag him, but yet here you are again, like a fucking rash that won't go away. So then my partner gets gets into it. And you all know my partner's white. And you know he doesn't take any kind of shit when it comes to that kind of racial stuff. So he's like, and if anybody, if any white person's got something to say, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You get in the ass. <laughs> so the other guy sends me and him this big, long message. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you you yada 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 this that third and i just uh responded to him with okay okay because i'm not gonna go back and forth with you at this point in this point in time let's just fight (laughs) like (laughs) i'm gonna do a jackie christie let's just fight because i don't i don't we're not gonna go back and forth with this if you want to go out there we can fight in the street like dogs and i guarantee you i'm gonna win because i don't fight fair if you take me there, then you know um, there will be blood on this dance floor. So we he goes back and forth with uh, the boyfriend. I'm I'm gone. I'm on. I'm playing my video games. I ain't got shit to say to you. He's like, I said, well, have a good. I said, well, have a good day, boo. He said, well, you have a, a fucking good day too. I'm like, if it didn't bother you that much, then you wouldn't have gotten all up in your feelings. Right. And I, I need white people to make abundantly clear that everything is not about you. 
sure you can identify with some certain representation and whatever in some instance, but at the end of the day, you will never be black. You will never know what it is to be black in America. You will never know what it is to be followed around in a store or be pulled over or be denied a job simply because you have a ethnic sounding name. You will never know mm-hmm. these things. Speak on so that. let us have our fuck, let us have this. You have everything else. You have the fucking world. Let us have this billion dollar movie. And so I, I just don't understand why white people want to make everything about them when it's not about them. Mm-hmm. And it, it just irritated me. And I was like, at this point, look, I'm blocking. I'm hitting the block. <laughs> Unfriend. I don't have no right. time for that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I saw some people have their own feelings about that, but it's, I have to say this summer, if people claim they didn't know what white privilege or racism was, after this summer, they should know everything about it. White people have been showing their ass all summer. They really have, and they're still doing it too, you know. I, even in the whitest ass places, like Portland, like I'm still like just- Oh yeah. I turn around, I'm like, Portland? Cause I used to travel to Portland for work in my old job. And I'm like, Portland? Cause I used to go, hours without seeing a black person all of a sudden here goes all this stuff <laughs> they go there in portland and i'm just like okay goodness but yeah white people this is not the time to try to tell us how we should feel this is not the time to tell us how we should mourn just mm-hmm. sit back mind your business or the time not to post uh thirst straps did you see i don't know who it was some random white boy who put I saw this post. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you know, I it's, it it would never be a shock to me to see some white boy in a thong holding a Black Panther. Here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe he's gone. I'm like, "Yeah, sir," but we didn't really need to see you in your thong. Like, right. Right. Or got they asshole up in the air saying, "Oh, Black Lives Matter." I'm like, "Okay, um, thank you." Uh, like, read the fucking room. And everybody was like, let me go cyber bully this motherfucker real quick. <laughs> you no, know, nah, for real. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I cannot with that. It's, <sighs> it is so annoying. It is. It is so fucking annoying. And then we got to deal with what's happening in Kenosha. Uh, full disclosure, I thought, like, once I heard what was going on, going on in Kenosha, I thought that was some kind of sister city to Genosha or sister <laughs> island to Genosha. I was like, oh, is that like something in a new comic that I don't know about or whatever? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's in whatever the fuck is it? What, Minnesota is it? Or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a whole, it's so weird right now. Um, but how uh-huh. obvious it is when you see things like that whole, that whole white boy, whatever his name is, Kyle Ryan, whatever he is, walking around. 
who's not, who's not even from that area, by the way. Because what I was loving the fact of watching the news was they were saying, yeah, he was protecting that place. And I was like, he's not even from there. And I'm like, yeah, he's not from there. So he it, he put himself in that mm -hmm. situation. But it's really sad to see how all this stuff is still happening. Um, seeing how it's been played up in political realms. Um, I did not watch the complete 70 minute speech of what Trump was saying. Um, no, I cannot watch any any time that motherfucker speaks. I cannot watch it because I get filled with rage, like to the point where I want to do bodily harm to that man. But yeah, it's just just knowing that this is where we are right now, and and, and it's like there is this weird despair. Like, will we ever get any better? I do have this. I do have this odd hope that because of what we're seeing, I do think that we may have a better outcome in, 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 uh, by November when it comes to the election. I, I really, really believe that people will get out there and be like, we're sick of this, so we have to get this out. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. I really do think that we have a chance of having Bi Biden and Kamala in the, in the House. But I feel like even when they get in there, we still got to, it's going to be clean up. It's like right. a new apartment. Yeah. Like, ooh, this apartment was cheap. Ooh, yeah. You get in there, it's like, this place is dusty. I got to Hate right, you gotta mop the walls. There's cockroaches right. all up and through. You know, I gotta get the air conditioner, you know, put in this window. It's gonna be stuff like that. We're gonna have to spend their first year gonna be basically cleaning up the same way Obama was. Right. Spend that whole first year of his of his presidency cleaning up the mess. And exactly. it's gonna be a lot to clean up, but you know, I'll be happy for it. I'm, I'm like, I'll I'll go to Washington to help y'all clean up too. Like I'll be like, I'll do what I need to do, but you know, right now, it's, it's a very interesting time that we're in this pandemic where we're seeing all this racial divides and everything that's coming to head. And it's it's a very bleak time for us right now. So, you know, they think about, you know, with Chadwick Chad dying and all that stuff, it's just, it, was, it just kind of hit really hard. It was kind of hard to enjoy just a little bit of time without just mm -hmm. kind of looking at what's going on. So, you know, I'm hoping that as we move forward that one, we get through this pandemic and it feels like, I know here in California, we, we're we no longer where we were, we're, we're going down now. Um, but I just hope that we get over this and if a vaccine comes out, great, but I hope we get over this and I hope we can get back to a place where we can start having these real conversations and we can start making some real changes and it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. So I don't know why I brought that up, but yeah, it's just what you really think about <laughs> what's happening right now. I just really hope that this, the protest, all these things are moving people to be like, go out here and vote. My mom just said that she was like, if y'all go out there and protest, you can go out there and vote. And absolutely. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it is relevant. Like what you bring up because, you know, losing Chadwick in that, role of Black Panther, you know, that was our little, our little piece of happiness. Mm -hmm. And so that we lost that and we have to, it felt even harder to deal with now that we're dealing with a pandemic, now that we're dealing with unemployment that is the greatest since the Great Depression, now that we're dealing with this motherfucker that thinks that he is a, a, a dictator, now that we're dealing with well, the ongoing of police brutality and uh, white people 
thinking that they are above the law and am the law and all of these things, you know, it is relevant. And so it is everything. It just feels like it's all too much, you know, personally for me, you know, dealing with personal issues on top of being let go from my job back in March, being stuck at home on top of everything else, you know, like, God damn, can I please get a fucking break? So, you know, it is relevant uh, as far as bringing that up. Uh, Side note, I cannot wait to see this vice president debate on October 7th because I know Kamala is going to nail Mike Pence's ass to a wall. (laughs) And she is going to shoot with pinpoint accuracy, whatever the uh, topic comes out. I cannot wait for that. Because, like, people don't understand. She's a prosecutor. She was a former prosecutor. So she has that back getting to the facts, whatever they may be. Mm. Mike Pence was a former governor that attributed to an HIV epidemic in his uh, city. He has no, I mean, I don't even know his background except for being a, a piece of shit and uh, a <laughs> mouthpiece for Trump. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be something else. Everybody knows, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Kamala. I was I was there from the beginning. Now I've been a fan of her since I moved here in California. She was up and coming when I got here in 2007, but it's more of I'm excited to see I'm just excited to see a black woman in this role. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that yeah. we just have not had and that's one of the big reasons why i was always a big supporter is because i know she is going to bring it with him i i, I watched that interview and there's a couple of clips where she's excited to be talking to mike pence and that look on her face was like yeah i'm excited to meet him too and i'm like yeah she's gonna she's gonna come for you sir um but it, it should be really good um i'm actually looking for the debate between biden and trump uh it's gonna be basically those two old muppets <laughs> that sit in the balcony going at it but you know if y'all if y'all ever seen biden in the debate he he's funny and he shades people too he shaded sarah palin and ryan wherever that boy's name was when they when they debated him so i'm sure and they having a fact checker too so that's gonna be funny because it's gonna be i wish i could be the fact checker and i'd be like sir why are you lying you don't have to right. lie you don't have to lie craig you could just, <laughs> just it, it, that's what it's gonna be and I, I don't know but you know politics aside i really do hope we just get to a better place because i am just tired of going through this and um all right well I think we just kind of hit on everything. I think we kind of hit on everything today. Um, and it's been, like I said, a lot this weekend. It's been kind of crazy this weekend. Um, Hit up once. Thank you for joining us today. Um, listen to all of us ranting and raving and all that good stuff. Yes, thank y'all for having me. I had this conversation was very, you know, I was just talking to my friend. I was like, you know, talking through things is are, is very therapeutic. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys can, if, if people at home, if you guys can talk through some things, I'm sure it'll help a little bit. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on, 
on the on the podcast. Awesome. No problem. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on so, social media. Oh yeah, y'all can follow me at on Twitter at Hood Opulence. Um, same for my Instagram, also. Um, but I'm mainly on Twitter. Um, you know, don't you can follow me, but I'm not responsible for anything that you. <laughs> <laughs> any tweets you see? No, no, I'm. I'm I, I try to keep everything kind of like light and funny on my on my feed, and um, you know, do a little bit of pop culture, get a little bit of comic books. You know, all that, a little bit of dragging here and there too, but yeah. Excellent. And you can follow the podcast. We are at Megashin One. My personal pod, um, personal account, what is it? I am Nikki P09. Victor is at Wonderman5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Megashin Pod. Is it Megashin or Megashin Pod? I always get those. I think it's Megashin. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, can, you can Google Magazine and all of it comes out, actually. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly, what he said. Google me. Google. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, let me see, is there anything else before we get out of here? Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. And if you are able to uh, request an absentee ballot, Yes. Yes. Go ahead and do that stuff now. Because, um, you know, they, they stopped going out to the post office. So the post office kind of fought back a little bit. But uh, we take care of that stuff now. Child, that's another thing. That man, the joy needs to be fired and beat up at this point. <laughs> like, beat the fuck up. Because I saw some of his... Uh, I know we're about to end, but I saw some of his testimony, and he was like some combative and whatnot, especially when he was, uh, when Ayanna Presley was um, asking him questions. And I'm like, bitch, if you were so pissed off and mad in the first place, then you shouldn't have done this shit. He was like, oh, yeah, he wanted, he feels like he wants to be like a, uh, a Tony Soprano or a Kingpin so fucking bad like <laughs> i digress <laughs> that's what you know it's this white man for you at this point. white people stop being so much all right well wear your mask stay out of trouble and we will see y'all soon <laughs> <laughs>